Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Comic Book Dudes. After a goddamn year of our mysterious disappearance, LK and Q, the dynamic duo of talking about comic book bullshit, have returned. That is right. And we are back bigger and better than ever. Literally and figuratively. So, yeah, to tell by the title, we are talking about James Gunn's new film, The Suicide Squad. Not to be confused with the Shipfest Teens Suicide Squad. Um, we actually reviewed that in an earlier episode, so you can go check that out. I'll leave it down in the description of this podcast. But also, this is a spoiler review, so also in the description you will be able to find... Um, a timestamp for when we finish talking about the Suicide Squad and go on to our next topic, Long Halloween, taking a second look at it, and the upcoming Long Halloween special that Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb are making for this Halloween, this October. It's going to be awesome. And I'm really hyped to be back. Q, are you excited to be back too? I'm fucking hyped. You you know, yeah. I kind of pulled a uh, Batman and the Dark Knight Returns, and just disappeared for about you know a year. Exactly. Uh, so it's it's good to be back. It's uh, good to be back. I was the podcast host. Uh, this site deserved, but not the one it needed right now. Exactly. And you know, I I was just kind of along for the ride. You know, so. But yeah, we are officially back, and hopefully we'll be making content. We haven't really figured that out yet, but we really loved the Suicide Squad, so we really just wanted to come back and talk about it. And Mm -hmm. holy shit, I think this is the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Honestly. And I know a lot of people are saying that right now, but I am Mm -hmm. being honest. For fucking sure, it blows every other DCEU movie out of the fucking water. Every yeah. Marvel movie can't compare to it. Exactly. Like, it's. I'm not trying to sound like, you know, someone who's just going to hype this movie up with, like, no context. Because I'll tell you why I think that here in a bit. But, like, I'll get to that when I get to it. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, seriously, it's an amazing film. If you have not seen it, go check it out. It is in theaters right now. If you feel comfortable to go to the theater, I recommend you go. But remember, be safe, wear a mask, social distance. Remember, we're trying to get through this thing, so make sure to do that. But it is, also, if you don't feel safe, it is on HBO Max for the next month for free. So that's pretty awesome. Also, and we're not sponsored remember, by HBO Max or Warner Brothers or DC or any affiliates. Just want to nope. make that clear. Also, so, remember, remember, people, it's rated R, so don't take your kid to see it because there's exactly. a fuck ton of gore. Holy exactly. shit! Jesus Christ! I got desensitized to it halfway through the goddamn film, legitimately. Dude, like, look at it in the opening, like a Captain Boomerang just slices a man's head off. Like, exactly, bro. What what's Pete Davidson's na- uh, character's name? Blackguard. Blackguard got his fucking head blown off in like the first five seconds. Dude, I, I was hoping they would. I was kind of hoping they would at least make one joke about his name before he died, because exactly. the character's name 
is literally dick hurts. Exactly. How how well I think the name is the joke, Q. Yeah. It, true. Also <laughs> Davidson was so fucking amazing as Blackheart. Even yeah. in the like ten minutes he got. No, it wasn't even ten minutes. It was like five minutes and then he's got his head blown off. But yeah, Dude, Blackguard man. was awesome. Um I loved who I, I don't know anyone's name except for the main cast that didn't die. Or oh, I didn't remember. die immediately. I kind of remembered all of their names, so which one? Um, the dude that Yandu, the Yandu actor plays. Oh, Savant. Yeah, Savant. Dude, that opening shot in the puddle where oh. he's doing like he's doing the trick shots with the ball. Dude, that was awesome. I fucking love like not everything about that opening. The cinematography and the song. Sorry, you just cut perfect. out. Shit, sorry. But like what I was saying was <laughs> I love everything about that opening. Like the cinematography, the song choice, all of it, it's perfect. It's great. Yeah, it really is. They really just get you into the film without trying to make it like this big universe. You know, it has to be aligned with the DC EU. It has to be this, it has to be that. And when you just give like the filmmaker a chance to tell the story, they make, they do their job and tell a story. They don't have to worry about fitting into like this larger sequel or, you know, trilogy. You just fucking like, make a good movie. You know, they don't hold like, your hand through exactly. the movie being like, this character is this, because it's like, yeah, you know, this is Savant, this is Blackguard. You can tell what they're about. Exactly. Like, you don't need, you don't need to know about them because they're about to fucking die. Exactly. But, you know, that makes it sound like there's not character development. There's not well-written characters in this movie. Yeah. Holy shit, you are wrong. This movie has some of the best character development I have seen in a superhero film. Sure. Honestly, Everyone's... I was amazed with what they could just do in two hours with these characters. Same. Everyone's and... acting is so fucking good. It's amazing, honestly. Idris Elba as Bloodsport, John Cena as Peacemaker, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. They were all perfect in this. They oh, truly oh. also I Don't love forget my boy. I, I forget how you say his last name. Oh, Sylvester Stallone is King Shark amazing. But exactly. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. But David Dusmalchian. Oh shit. Bro, he amazing. was amazing. Bro, every oh. single time his mom like filled up the screen, I laughed my ass off. Same, like in the fucking club scene. <laughs> exactly. But dude, for real, it was amazing. Also, um Daniela, I forget her name. Daniela um, Yeah, I forget her last name. Uh, dude, did you she's a model? Oh, shit, for real? Yeah, they got a model to play Ratcatcher. Dude, Ratcatcher, she was perfect in this. She was really amazing. She fits um, so well into the squad as a character, too. Yeah. Daniela Melchor or Melchor? I think it's I cool. Melchor, Melchor? Well, sure. Either way, she was perfect in this film. She was really good. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of rats, but I swear to God that 
fucking rat was cute. And it was Dude, amazing. Yeah. What was Sebastian? I won a Sebastian action figure. I swear to Same. God, DC, take my money. I want Sebastian. Also, like, did you notice that some of the rats were actually practical? Like, those were Dude, real rats sometimes? The Sebastian was practical. I know. It was That's real. Like amazing. James Gunn said that that rat was actually an amazing actor. Like, he was saying that it was super fun to work with that rat. And, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, he, he genuinely, like, trained the rat. Like, not James Gunn, but, you know. Dude, rat training to... fucking epic. For real. That, but, dude, it was so amazing. Also, John Cena as Peacemaker. He was made to play a douchey Captain America. I swear to God. John Cena was made to play a douchey Captain America. He Dude, is perfect. Sometimes I forget that John Cena can actually act his ass off. Same, for real. He's and just he just putting was... these shit movies most of the time. Exactly. But we can't forget. We can't forget Idris Elba as Bloodsport. He was awesome. He was super mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Bro, for real. I, I can't I can't express how good Idris Elba was in this movie because I was only familiar with him from The Office and Thor. I'm Seriously, aware of that was it. Women. <laughs> but for real. But in this movie, seriously, he was so amazing. Dude, but yeah. Definitely. Oh, another actor we should talk about? Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Oh Fucking my perfect. god fucking perfect for Dude, real most, most of these actors deserve an oscar for this movie in my exactly. opinion exactly viola davis was terrifying and amazing at the same time she and her captured, team she captured the heartlessness of amanda waller so well exactly and she was so she was the only like kind of character i liked in the suicide squad like, like out from the original Suicide Squad movie. Oh, yeah. Also, oh, I like what they did in this movie where they made it kind of vague that, you know, like something happened with the Suicide Squad where uh, Harley Quinn and Boomerang met before. So yeah. it could kind of be interpreted as like, oh, just something else entirely happened before or to appease the air fans, you know, uh, the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad movie did happen. So it can fit in if you want it to, you know? I, and I really like that touch. I do really like the fact that Boomerang and Harley Quinn have, like, the most squad experience. And then Boomerang is taken out by splinters in a helicopter. Exactly. <laughs> Bro, Dude, that but... opening scene of fucking, um, fucking saving Private Ryan vibes, for real. Dude, for real. Oh my god, the weasel twist. The Weasel is still... I want a Weasel sequel. I swear to God, DC. Release the Weasel cut. Release the cut of the Suicide Squad where Weasel is in it. Nah, we need Weasel in the Peacemaker show. Aw, shit, that would be awesome. No, what if Peacemaker is assigned to kill Weasel? Dude, (laughs) we just legit see Weasel, like, doing what they said he does, just eating children. (laughs) He's harmless. Well, no, he's not actually harmless. He killed 27 children. Mm, that reminds me, another really good actor, 
There's so many, but like the guy who played Rick Flag. I forget his name. Uh, same. Uh, well, fuck. Sorry. He made me. I hated how bland and like incompetent Rick Flag was in the last movie. You know. Exactly. He's I like, agree. Holy shit! Enchantress. Not only that, but he was a simp. Loki. <laughs> he was a fucking simp. He was. In this, he's a he's the Chad. Joel Kinman. That's right. That's right. But yeah, amazing job as a fucking Rick Flag. For real. It made the whole movie made me like Rick Flag more, even Same. though like. Fuck Peacemaker for killing Exactly. That Bro, that scene, it, it was truly, I was truly, like, they got me to think, oh shit, who the fuck is going to die? Because at That's that point, I was like, them. okay, literally everyone is going to die in this movie. They have killed everyone off. And there's no like one off limits. Like, I swear to God, I thought Harley Quinn might fucking die. And I was like, I, uh, you know, everyone was thinking, like, Harley Quinn and Boomerang are going to survive. You know, those are the two... Those are the two we know are going to survive. And they even play off of that in the first uh, few minutes with the exactly. Boomerang. Exactly, where they're just kind of like... Dead meat house. Exactly. And Boomerang was mainly speaking in the opening. I am kind of disappointed that they killed off Jack Courtney's Boomerang. Though. Same. But also, I'm... of course Boomerang was speaking. Boomerang talks so much shit. Like, exactly. That's much his character. I love that Boomerang talks so much shit, but his actual fucking superpower is just throwing boomerangs. Same. But it's not even that bad of a power. Like, you saw him fucking obliterating people. Exactly. Until until uh, the dumbass uh, fucking Kyle drive the helicopter into the fucking ground. Yeah, and, like, then Mongal had to give him splinters. Like, for real. Also, um... Taika Watiti showed up as Ratcatcher fucking one. That dude is in everything. I know. He straight up just shows up and like he shows up on set one day and they're like, okay, he's there now. Let's film a scene with him. You know, like, I swear to fucking God, that's what happens. It's insane. I love another shot. Two shots. My favorite shots of the movie were one, the Rick flag and peacemaker fight where it's like in the reflection of the helmet. Oh, yeah, bro, that gave me some for real Chinatown vibes. Same. And then a second one was when Harley Quinn was inside Starro's eye. Dude, that shit was beautiful. And then, bro, that was fucking awesome. But the Harley Quinn fight scene, dude. Dude, that shit was fucking epic. And I love how it puts you in the perspective of Harley, like when she's people. Bro, it is awesome. She, Margo- and they also finally show. They finally show why the fuck she's on the team. Her exactly. fucking gymnastics. Exactly. Also, I love that Harley Quinn's whole plot in this was literally just javelin, and it still managed to be more entertaining than Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. I know. It was literally also- just javelin, and that's it. And it was still more entertaining. I got more joy out of that than a whole two-hour story. Dude, the the Harley Quinn and the president, uh, like few scenes, those were fucking hilarious. Like the final, they were one. for real, <laughs> bro, for real. But um, I honestly, 
thought that Margot Robbie looked like Harley Quinn, you know. But I always kind of was on the fence about her as Harley Quinn because she had never had, like, an interpretation that I thought was good. And then this movie has got me on board. Like, I'm like, all right, more Harley Quinn. Like, I'm also glad that she's genuinely in a movie where she belongs to be. Agreed. Like, also amazing. And I'm you can glad tell that the Joker Jesus wasn't in this movie. I am very <laughs> glad that Joker Jesus wasn't in this movie. To be honest, Jared Leto or not, Joker in the Suicide Squad movie was a mistake. It was. Because I love Harley, like, on her own. Like, as a solo character in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because, you know, it's her... That... The Suicide Squad really helped her branch out from Joker. Exactly. Well, I feel like that's what they were trying to do with Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey, but it didn't really shit. Like, I watched that before the Suicide Squad, like an hour before the Suicide Squad, because I watched it when it first came out. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, oh, this is very forgettable and kind of boring. And I rewatched it and I was like, oh, that's not as bad as I remember and I watched The Suicide Squad, and I was like, okay, now that movie's forgettable and boring, and this I'm happy about. I know. DC Dude. just managed to, like, lower our standards low enough to make things appear better than they were. And then The mm-hmm. Suicide Squad comes out, and I'm like, fuck Batman v Superman. Fuck the Snyder Cut. Fuck all these movies. Suicide Squad. Fucking TDK. <laughs> <laughs> But TV yeah, the detachable kid. I didn't exactly. pick the damn team, bro. Bro, for real, I wanted to see more TVK. I'm not gonna lie, that I is the best how, superpower. I love how like most of the people who played like one-off characters who immediately died, most of them are like personal friends of James Gunn. Exactly, James Gunn literally just got to film a movie with his friends and just have a ton of fun. Like, and that it was, was huge. It. Like, exactly. holy fuck, the sets were amazing. The explosions on that beach were real. Like, mm-hmm. that wasn't CGI. It was all practical. And then you have, like, the uh, fucking... You know the scene where, like, the ta- the fish tank, like, explodes and it all floods down onto Harley? That was yeah. also practical. Exactly. So, it-, it was so amazing because, you know... I also feel like there is a certain expectation of CGI in movies now. And like, you know, like, oh, it has to be CGI to do something big and epic and awesome. Otherwise, it's not this big, epic, awesome superhero movie. You know, this movie proved that wrong, bro. It was so amazing. And it came across so much more real than all the other films. Mm -hmm. And this isn't saying that the CGI wasn't good. The CGI was amazing. It was great in this. Like, honestly, King Shark looked fucking real. He did, really. And speaking of, we cannot, like, we have to talk about the characters right quick. Like, King Shark, fucking lovable as shit. Exactly. I'm sorry, Groot. I'm sorry. But I'm on King Shark's side because he is reading literature, bro. What are you doing to educate yourself? He's probably a poet, you know? Exactly. He's a deep thinker, bro. Also, 
I agree. I would also take the fake mustache if I needed to disguise. Same. Like, and then... <laughs> nah, but then he uh, pulled on uh, monster trucks. Remember that Nickelodeon movie? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, when I saw him under the tarp, that, why did my brain fucking flash to that nightmare piece of shit? Oh Jesus, man! I forgot about that, dude. It was so ass. But anyways, yeah. But yeah, we would be remiss if we did not genuinely talk about the story instead of just praising the shit out of it. Now you're not here to just hear us gush over how fucking cool this movie was. And like yeah. I said, before you watch this review, watch the movie, okay, and then come back and watch this review. Please, do because. It. This movie is amazing, honestly. I, Mm -hmm. you know, usually I'm all like, you know, like I like DC, but I fucking hate their movies. I genuinely like this movie. It was good. Even if you don't like, you know, comic book movies, you'll love this movie. It's honestly just a ton of fun, like a ton of wacky, crazy fun. And if you like comic books movies, you will also love this movie because there are so many references to all these characters and know. you know fucking starro is the main villain like dude i already knew starro was the main villain yeah like, everyone you know. knew they, they revealed it in the trailer yeah but then like when i saw the actual scale of starro like when he was in the test tube thing dude i was like oh shit Bro, this is for real. And and then they're just carrying him out in a crate, and you see the eye, like, looking out of the crate. Yeah, that dude. And it did, that plot with Starro did a great job of showing Amanda Waller as the true villain. Yeah. It, it kind of made you think, whose side are we really on here, you know? And also, really I would like to say that Last time it was like save the city, save America. You know, like the government is awesome. This mm-hmm. time around, it was more like, yeah, these guys save are the fucking world. assholes. I wonder what happened between those four years that changed the perspective. <laughs> but dude, see, see, like now that we're comparing the villains, dude, I enjoy a political villain way more than a fucking hula dancing witch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about um Enchantress, bro. Oh my god. Fucking for real. Like she was shit. But yeah, like I said, we have to genuinely talk about the plot. So the plot, let's give you a basic breakdown. And like I said, go watch the fucking movie before you know you hear the plot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So basically, um Amanda Waller assembles the suicide squad. Multiple members, you know. Most of them get killed off in the beginning to go raid this island of Corto Maltese. It's if you've read comics, you probably know about Corto Maltese. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, also, I think it was an injustice, not injustice, uh, young justice, right? Yeah, it was, it was young justice. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, they are instructed to go, uh, extract or destroy Project Starfish in Corto Maltese, uh, which is Starro, the Conqueror. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Starfish is a slang term for butthole. Any connection? 
No. No. But yeah, but dude, the little starfishes, if you noticed, had buttholes on them. Yes. And Starro <laughs> had like, what, eight vaginas? <laughs> I, I have to say, the Starro design managed to look like every single genital ever. Of course. Wait, hold up a fucking second. Your genitals are blue and purple? What the fuck? Exactly. You got got something you want to tell us, LK? Sure. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. I swear. (laughs) Everyone has that, right? Exactly. But for real, (laughs) though. For real. Anyway, back to the plot. So, yeah. Then... Um, Go on. I want to hear Q's perspective. Team 1, like, you know, you got people like TDK, uh, Blackguard, Captain Boomerang. They get fucking wiped. Exactly. In the first five seconds, they get fucking destroyed. And do you want to know why? Because Pete Davidson had to be Pete Davidson and was an absolute dumbass. Exactly. (laughs) I think he kind of forgot he has a bomb in his head. Yeah, I think so, too. Like... He's just like, guys, hey, look at me. You remember me? We talked. And then he just gets his fucking face blown off. And that's not a complaint because it's obvious he's a fucking dumbass. Exactly. character. Yeah. And Um, then it just shows how much they screwed up with, like, recruiting the squad. Yeah. And then same with Weasel, who fucking drowns as soon as they get off the plane. No one could check if the Weasel could swim? Come on. And then Amanda just, like, looks at the one dude next to her, like, really? (laughs) But the weasel did survive. The weasel could fucking swim after all. Let's get a round of applause for weasel. Dude, you want to know something my friend noticed that I did not? The weasel weasel CG model has a penis. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I didn't fucking notice You that. didn't see the dick? No, I didn't see the fucking dick flopping and shit. <laughs> I did see one later on in the movie, but like, anyways. Yeah, yeah, so yeah the dude. Team one but yeah. gets absolutely wiped by an entire army. Oh, uh, Harley gets kidnapped. Rick Flag manages to escape and gets, uh, um, like, what, saved the by the rebels? Yeah. Uh, and then we move over to Team 2, which is King Shark, Ratcatcher, Polka Dot Man, uh, Bloodsport, and um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Also, while oh, this is happening, uh, Javelin dies, and he tells Harley, he almost says something to Harley Quinn about a Javelin, and she you gets really fucking annoyed that sport. he couldn't finish his thought, so she doesn't know what to do with the fucking Javelin. I like love I how said, I love how it jokes on the cliche in movies of, like, they're unable to say their last word. Yeah, Like, the fuck up. (laughs) What the fuck, man? I don't know what to do with this. That was so rude. So then we have a flashback to three days earlier, and we find out that Bloodsport really does not want to join the Suicide Squad. And then Amanda Waller, being the absolute fucking monster she is, is like, yeah, uh, your daughter committed a crime, which was petty theft. 
in the state of Louisiana, meaning under the right circumstances, she can be tried as an adult and sent here in Bell Rev. And then she brings up the fact that Bell Rev has the highest mortality rate in the U.S. prison system. Like, holy fuck. And the daughter is like 16. Exactly. For, for real. I, I was like, oh shit, Amanda Waller means fucking business in this movie. And, and she will send a child to prison if you don't exactly. help her. Exactly. And at the end of the scene, even like that one dude who works with her is like, was she going to kill his kid? <laughs> yeah. Well, also, that dude, Steve Eggie, AG oh. Eggie, he was yeah. on set king shark so not only did he was he the dude that said we got a freaking kaiju up in this shit uh he also was king shark on set so yo that's awesome for real but yeah but yeah then we flash on to like them you know getting you know uh getting about the mission oh yeah that's right and then they meet king shark uh peacemaker all this shit and this and then, is where the iconic line is said. And... Yes. And then, oh, we also can't forget that uh, Peacemaker has smaller bullets that go through your bullets. Exactly. Oh, and a fucking... Dude, Sean Gunn as Calendar Man showed up just to make For fun real. of Polka Dot Man. For real. He said, hey, Polka Dot Man, go entertain my child's birthday party, you fucking pussy. <laughs> I love... <laughs> he was just there for like five seconds. And immediately, <laughs> he has more depth than any character in the DCEU. Like, immediately? Like, he doesn't even... He hasn't even said anything. <laughs> They're just taking the collar off. And people are just like, yeah, shut the fuck up, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> and but dude, then... it's hilarious uh, because his actual power is like both a gift and a huge fucking curse exactly and I kind of well, like like I said I loved Polka Dot Man in this movie and as soon as he said I'm a superhero I was like oh fuck he's gonna die the same I was sad I was like oh man Polka Dot yeah. Man was one of the homies bro no don't kill him and literally and a fucking second later, he just gets stomped on by fucking Starfish. He, he had that, like, toddler-like joy. Exactly. Well, also, he, like, not even, no, toddler-like suicidal tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're all gonna fucking die. I hope so. <laughs> For real. Oh, shit. But yeah, so basically, uh, Team 2 gets onto the island. Uh, basically, they uh, start going. Uh, what? Uh, King Shark tries to eat Ratcatcher two, and then uh, she uh, they make him put her down, and she befriends King Shark, so he doesn't yeah. eat her. And uh, also, uh, Bloodsport is racist against whitey tidies. <laughs> oh come on, now that's racist. Yeah, for real. John Cena was such a dick in this movie. I love that. I know. Speaking of John Cena's dick, the motherfucker's packing. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Jesus Christ, cute. Calm down about John Cena's dick. I'm sorry, but like, I'm telling you, 
there was a CG shark on screen, and my eyes went straightly, just straight to that package. <laughs> Bro, anyway. calm down. Jesus Christ. Okay. So, oh, yeah, and then um, before that, we see that Polka Dot Man, like, starts having, like, huge Polka Dot... He gets swole with pol- Polka Dots, and by swole, I mean it's, like, swollen. Yeah, like legit fucking beach ball shit. <laughs> and then he just throws up the fucking polka dots. But yeah, yeah. basically, uh, they make it through the forest uh, to what seems to be an enemy camp. And then there's this really epic action sequence of them just absolutely destroying the it military showed, there. And then when they make it to the end camp. of the camp, they find out it's a rebel camp. And they just killed literally every single fucking soldier that was fighting for the same cause they were wait i forgot one line and it was <laughs> polka dot man saying i don't like to kill people unless i think they're my, they're my mother exactly. <laughs> which i think is just a throwaway joke until it actually becomes like a tragic exactly it, it's so sad <laughs> and then when they get to the camp and see rick flag having tea with soul soria and they're the rest of the squad is just like well, uh, you see, and then Polka Dot Man just comes in. I made them my mother in my head and killed them all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and- for real. For real. But yeah, they, they continue on. Like, she's shocked that they killed all of them. Then uh, Harley gets, like, taken. Like, they give her a dress, and she gets taken to, like, the new, like, uh, Presidents. Yeah, the new El Presidente's or dictator's place. And um, basically... And then then speaking of packages... Nah, I'm not going to get on more. For real, for real, bro. For real. You gotta stop being horny during the podcast, Q. Damn you. (laughs) But for real, though. Um, Yeah, she meets the evil... El Presidente guy, and they fall in love, and basically, and then there's this really nice montage of them being together, and it's really well done. And then uh, he talks about killing children, and then he straight up, she just straight up shoots him in the fucking heart. Oh, and she's like, my last, I have really thing. bad taste in men, and the last guy I dated did the same shit. So I told myself, I'm going to just do the mature thing and shoot them. And wait, you forgot the most important scene when he asks her to marry him, and then she like mid sentence she just cuts him off and goes, "You're so fucking hot," and they just like destroy the entire fucking room. They fuck. Like, they fuck the room while fucking. Precisely. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so like, dude's just crawling on the floor. Also, I love that scene. Exactly, it's funny. It's funny, like, I mean, like, the one where she shot him, too, like, it shows so much of Harley's character. It's so true. Not just the clown shit, you know? Yeah, really. And like I said, still managed to give Harley more character development than Birds of Prey did. Which is, like, what? How long? Like, two hours and a half of just Harley? Two hours and a half. Exactly. and Honestly, from Harley. Harley was so fucking terrible in that movie. 
Agreed, dude. But she was so great in this movie that now I'm just, like I said, now I'm fully on board for Margot's Harley Quinn. Same. Like, now that she's under good direction, like, if they make a sequel to this, I cannot wait for her Harley. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want there to be a sequel to this. And this is kind of an unpopular opinion. But I feel like, you know, they make a sequel to this, they're gonna fuck it up. Like, just let it be what it is. And what it is was a fucking fantastic movie that had a lot of heart and a ton of soul and, like, just was very well made. And don't Mm -hmm. screw it up with, like, all this DCEU universe bullshit. Because when the film doesn't focus on, like, being this big, epic, you know, universe kind of flick, like the Marvel films do... It's and so it's, much better. And it still feels like, you know, the same universe because you have so many characters in their, like, comic-accurate costumes. Exactly. Like, it's it just screams DC, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, Peacemaker's suit looks goofy but badass at the same time, and they know yeah. it. They don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, exactly. For real. But, yeah. Uh, so, basically, she kills him. And then um, they arrest her. They, the, yeah, the military arrests her, and there was another guy, and now he's the president, and he's even more fucking crazy than the other guy. And he burns down a birdhouse because oh, yeah. the other guy liked birds. Exactly. That, that's a joke. That's not his entire motivation. Exactly. <laughs> For real, though. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it might have been his motivation. I'm not going to fucking lie. Because I think that would have kind of been perfect. It was more of a symbolic thing as to like he wasn't yeah. serious enough. So, you know, he was getting exactly. rid of a distraction. Yeah. But then like uh the squad comes together and they try and rescue Hi- Harley. And also, uh there's a dude on the squad. What's his name? Which What's one? his fucking name? The the dude that's on the squad. Which wait, which squad? The no, like the dude that comes in, he's not a superhero. Milton. Milton. Fucking Milton. He is Milton. He is one of the he is awesome. Fucking Milton, bro. For real. For real though. Milton, honestly, and then Harley and Bloodsport just Harley doesn't even know who the fuck Milton is, and Bloodsport's like, why the fuck is Milton here? Why has he been with us this whole time? And Polka Dot Man's just having a mental breakdown that one of their teammates just died. And it's even implied that, like, Polka Dot Man is gay. But they don't, like, they don't focus on it, really. They just act like it's normal, how it should be. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, and I feel like that's, like, you know, going in the right direction, you know? Same, because it's not like this character's gay. We gotta have like a thirty minute, thirty second conversation on how they're gay. No, they're just gay. It's normal. exactly that's it. You know, move on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fine. Like, cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it it just kind of adds like a little extra bit of the character, but you know, you don't really have to like you know branch out on it and just make it like this and- huge big thing that you know just kind of overtakes the whole entire film you know yeah and it's like it makes sense with the character too yeah exactly it does 
And because, honestly, like, I ship Polka Dot Man and Milton now. I swear course. to God. Same. Power couple. Facts. They are the fucking DC power couple. Screw Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Milton move, move and Polka Dot Man. Move out of the way, fucking Batman and Catwoman. Oh, who? Uh, Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson, who? Oh, I'm talking about Abner Krill and Milton, last name unknown. Exactly. But for real. Um, but yeah, so basically, they go to a strip club, and um, basically, they... Ten uh, times better than the drinking scene in the first movie. Oh, fuck yeah, Milton. for real. Because you've already had the squad like having these moments where they're like sympathizing with each other. Yeah. Also, there's there's this one part of the movie that I didn't really like, and that was the bus scene. Oh, the one where like Rat I felt like that family. was a tiny bit forced. You know? Like with the exposition. Yeah, like it felt a bit forced. Yeah. It kind of messed up the pacing a bit, you know? Although, it did, like, enforce the bond with, like, Bloodsport and Ratcatcher. Yeah. Because it's really, like, a father and daughter relationship for most of the movie, because, you know... Yeah. 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 I agree. But, But yeah, it just dragged a little bit there, and that's why I give it a 9.5 out of 10. It just dragged a tiny bit, but, like I said, that's not a big deal. With the club scene, I have never seen a man more aggressively dance than John Cena. Exactly. Same. Dude is just like aggressively dancing over there. Fucking like, hell yeah, bro. John Cena just grooving. Then you but have yeah. fucking Abner Krill with the drip over there. <laughs> and we already mentioned this scene, but the one where he's like in the club and he sees everyone as his mother. <laughs> I swear, I swear, fucking awesome. And you just see how good of a time he's having. Like, you haven't seen him genuinely smile that much in the movie. Exactly. And you see him in this one, and he's having just one hell of a time, and they're drinking, and it feels natural. Exactly. It doesn't feel like... That's... uh, What do you want? Oh, you're fired. That's not a good idea to serve you alcohol, otherwise we would all die. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that fucking bullshit, you know. And they feel more like a team than the first one because in the first one, Harley Quinn's like, "Oh, we're family." After one fucking bar scene, exactly. Like, and that would make no fucking sense. sense. All right, like, look, I know we're talking about the Suicide Squad, but I feel like we need to address something. We addressed what? the Snyder Cut movement when that happened, and I have to say, I would like to apologize and say, I was kind of wrong. Look, the movie was fine. I'd give it a 6 out of 10, and, you know, it had a solid character development for Cyborg. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So we apologized to the Snyder Cut. But Indeed. look, that movie just had problems with the story and pacing. The characters were fine. Like the air cut would like not be solved. The air cut would not be solved by just like music and story. The Dude, problem the music, was with the characters and it's already, the tone. It was already a two-hour music video, to be honest. Exactly. Speaking of the soundtrack for this movie, the new one, fucking slaps. For real, bro. And I also like. That it wasn't just 70s prog rock. 
Yeah, that's why I was like, telling someone earlier. James Gunn does really good at mixing genres when he's not doing uh, Guardians. Exactly, and it literally like the the classic song just kicks in while Harley's breaking out of prison. Fucking yeah. perfect for real. That and they even have, also like, this movie huh. had the best choreography out of any DC film. All the other DC films, except for Wonder Woman, I felt like. Their fight scenes, I kind of fucking hated. Yeah, same. This was quick, snappy, like, constantly moving. Like, it it just felt like a fight scene. Mm -hmm. And I love that kind of fight. Because it gives it more of, like, a tone where it's not being forced to be, like, this big, epic, you know. Like, bullshit that, honestly, no one with a, you know, taste really likes. And it's just, like, this quick, snappy, like, really awesome, uh, you know, really well-choreographed fight, you know? Yeah. Oh, and uh, so the squad abducts Thinker, which is why they were at the bar, because, you know, yeah. they found out that he goes there after hours. They abduct uh, Peacemaker, or not Peacemaker, Thinker. But then it turns out the military was already hinted that they were at the bar. So then Peacemaker, uh, Rick Flag, and Bloodsport get arrested. But, but you know, Rat Catcher and Polka Dot Man managed to escape with Thinker. And King Shark, who's still in the bus. Oh, yeah. He was in the bus because John Cena and Bloodsport, for some reason, wouldn't let him wear his fake mustache. Which, yes. I swear to God, I think it would have worked. Same, of course. It's like the cloak of invisibility. They just don't see him. Exactly. Like, but yeah, he, he, if he move, if he's still enough, he can become uh, invisible to the naked eye. <laughs> yeah, but like, so yeah, they take Thinker. Uh, yeah. Also, fucking badass scene with like Peacemaker, Bloodsport, and uh, Rick Flag in the truck. So fucking cool. At, like Idris Elba killed it in that scene. For real. Also. I want to make it clear. Idris Elba reposted my Instagram story. <laughs> so yes. I have a special connection to this movie. Of and course. I will always remember it as Idris Elba reposting my Instagram story. Yes, of course. But, yeah. Did you fucking do that? No. That's not. Fucking Idris. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> But nah, he saw it, of course. Of course, no. Zach Snyder saw the podcast. He just didn't of mention course. it. For real. But so like Bloodsport legit has this man light his cigarette and like just talks about what was it, the single death blow? Exactly. The single death blow. And then touch. the like, And I have to like, say I was kinda disappointed by that. Because yeah, I thought it was going to be this really cool, like, really sophisticated single death touch. But they literally yeah. just fucking headbutted those assholes. I'm pretty <laughs> they sure just... they, like, snapped their necks with their knees. Exactly. Like, which, w- it would have been a lot cooler if they actually had the death touch. Yeah. Agreed. And I like how, you know, the guards just like, that's impossible. And Bloodsport's like, that's what they say. Who? amateurs and they just all look each other and go go and then just fucking obliterate them exactly. and that scene with like john cena's peacemaker like like he shot the driver through the back 
And then the other guy who was in the passenger seat tries to take the wheel. And he just grabs him by the throat and comedically just hits him on the roof. Until, exactly. Like, gets knocked out. But for real. And then, so basically, they manage to get into the town and rescue Harley. And the people are torturing Harley. Uh, so, but... Uh, she pretends to be knocked out, manages to escape. That's when the fight scene with Harley we've been gushing about comes in. She also manages to get the javelin back. I'm sure some of you were worried about that. Indeed. But, yeah. So, basically, and then uh, they begin their operation to rescue Harley. And then she comes out and is like, you tried to rescue me? And then she tears up because, you know, like, they tried to rescue her and no one else has really tried to do that. Yeah, Even though, for some reason, Jared Leto's Joker tried to do it, which honestly makes no sense for the character they were going for. Yeah. Like, he, he's probably the reason she was in there. Exactly. In fact, he was. Yeah. He ditched the Lamborghini. <laughs> Dude, Bruh. the fucking purple Lamborghini. Bruh, for real. Look, I think Lamborghinis are stupid. I wanted a fucking Joker mobile. Same. We we need the fucking clown head coming out the front. And exactly. Shit. Exactly. Right. Bro. So like, dude, the entire Harley Quinn fight scene is so well choreographed. It truly is. Something I haven't talked about much is the gore. It's amazing. Oh fuck, dude! It is one of the goriest superhero thing films. I think ever made Gore and a lot of people cold. a lot of people have been claiming that James Gunn is just trying to remake the Guardians of the Galaxy for DC this no. movie is not the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy bro this it is fucking better dude for real I, that's why I kind of expected it to be because of like the obscure cast and shit exactly nah, this is something completely different exactly you know they definitely had some tropes that I feel like, you know, we're crossed over. But that just comes with him as a director. Yeah. You know. Because it's like things he enjoys. You know, King Shark, Baby Groot, you know. Or, you know, yeah. King Shark, normal-sized Groot. But I feel like, you know, honestly, they'll... done better. Yeah, definitely. I also feel like these characters, maybe not Ratcatcher, but Bloodsport and King Shark should show up in just other little cameo places in the DCEU if, like, Flash is, like, if there's a sequence in Flash when he's on the comms with Batman and he's stopping a crime while Batman's in the Batcave, I'd love to see fucking, well, originally I wanted to see fucking Jai Courtney's um, boomerang, but now we know that's not happening. Unless it's, like, another timeline with Flashpoint. But I feel like, you know, that's kind of stupid you know like yeah i wish it would fit into the timeline like mm-hmm. so far my timeline goes i i think it is as man of steel wait no it goes wonder woman wonder woman 1989 84. uh man of steel batman v superman uh justice. justice league snyder cut or justice league i don't know which one I think whichever it's Justice one. League. Huh? I said whichever one. They're, they yeah. both take Either one same. would work. So let's just go with the Snyder Cut because that's the better version. Yeah. So Justice then, League, Snyder Cut. Um, Aquaman. Aquaman. Shazam. Uh, no, I think Shazam goes after Birds of Prey. 
Oh, wait, wait. We forgot that Suicide Squad takes place after BBS. Oh, shit, yeah. Wait, but wasn't the whole entire plot of it, like, what would we do if Superman crashed in and took the roof off of the White House? I thought it was, like, more of, you know, what if another Superman came in, but he wasn't good. But Superman just died, and they killed off General Zod already. Yeah, but they're like Bruce, and they suspect another alien. Like, because now they've just been told that, you know, aliens are real and shit, and that there's, like, multiple kinds. Also, where the fuck was Batman, or Flash, or Wonder Woman during all this shit going down in the city? They're literally... Flash and Batman are shown to, like in the flashbacks like you have flash just you know taking out boomerang also jai courtney's boomerang is one of the few things i liked about the original suicide Squad. same same for real except he didn't use his boomerangs exactly bro like at he least used... in this film he genuinely used the fucking boomerang and he used them in a badass way exactly by chopping off someone's head and then, like, slicing another dude's throat with the same boomerang. Same exactly. throat. But, yeah. Um, so, basically, yeah. And then I feel like, um, you know. And then, so I think, yeah. Suicide Squad goes in between Batman v Superman, Snyder Cut, uh, Aquaman, Shazam, and then The Suicide Squad. Am I forgetting anything? Oh, wait, no. Birds of Prey, then The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Man. Okay, so back to the movie. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's the DCEU so far, and I have mm-hmm. to say, the Flash movie better erase all of those movies, <laughs> except for like, honestly, I feel like the Snyder Cut, Batman v Superman, like all those movies should be erased. We should have a fresh start with a new yeah. Batman actor, because. Agreed. Ben Affleck is just too old. Like, for the stories you want to tell, yeah, he's too I mean, old. And I'm sorry. I love, I love Ben Affleck because, you know, he had so many problems with his life. Like, he had, dude, when they told him to direct, to play, and write a Batman movie, like, he had an alcohol problem. Exactly. And like, no. It's not like WB wouldn't know this. And you and, gotta think. Writing producing directing and acting a 40 a 50 movie? million dollar movie about and one it, of the most beloved like char- well-known so, characters of all time is going to take a toll on someone if it's like, just all up to them even if they don't have problems like that it will exactly like but, see, this is why sometimes wb can just be absolute shit and yeah like you know when they're like, they told James Gunn he could do whatever he wanted. See, that's when they make good shit, when they leave it up to the creator. Same thing exactly. with But, yeah. When they're not, like, micromanaging everything, they make good movies. Exactly. You know, I agree. Like Doom Patrol. Exactly. But that's not really a movie, but, yeah. So, basically, yeah. Um, let's get back to the movie at hand. Yeah. Uh, so, basically... Um, you know, like, uh, they save Har. Well, Harley's already saved. Now she's part of the gang. So then they go to uh, destroy Project Yodenheim. Starfish. Uh, they go to start- Yeah, Jodenheim, which is the facility. But we're leaving a lot out of this. Look, 
we're making let, let's say we're purposefully making this review as vague as possible of course uh just so you go watch the movie exactly purposefully well didn't we already say that you should like this was going to be yeah. a spoiler review exactly also, something i forgot to mention uh something that lines in with the filmmaking the fucking transitions are oh amazing. god the the text like i love the constant like every single time it was like a chapter like every single new t- yeah. you know every single new chapter there was like a fun little thing in the background and like one of my favorites had to be like when they get out of the truck peacemaker bloodsport and rick flag and they're like all right time to go back to project Jotunheim. and rick's like not yet. We still got something to take care of. Bloodsport's like, what? In the background, it changes from Project Jotunheim to Project Harley. Exactly. But, yeah. But, yeah. I just fucking love the filmmaking for this so oh, much. Oh, for real. For real. It's so it's very creative and interesting. It's stylistic, just like the posters. Like, Yeah. Very 70s war movie vibe. Mm-hmm. And that's what he said he was going for in, like, the first trailer that dropped. Exactly. But it did really work. For sure. But, but yes. So, so they basically... Go... Oh, sorry. Oh, it's fine. You can go ahead. Nah, you go, bro. I, I've, been, I've been talking too much. It's fine. But, yeah. They go to Project Jotunheim. And, you know, the reason they took Thinker was to get into the building. So they have this fucking amazing rain shot that if i had like a pc i would definitely make that my wallpaper like the shot with oh, them yeah. it's just so great and i love the white background that kind of contrast is very cool yeah and like how when like the rain is so heavy and shit that when bloodsport walks out it looks like he's just shrinking into the white for real and also dude like so yeah they go there and they just absolutely fucking demolish the guards you have dude king shark legit grabbed someone and ripped them in half like you've probably seen that in the trailer dude like holy shit completely destroyed absolutely and then so they realize they have to use bombs like plastic explosives to uh, you know, destroy Project Jotunheim. Yeah, that's a job. So, so they start planting them everywhere, and they separate off into groups, and then they uh, enter the secret bunker where Project Jotunheim, well, Project Starfish is, and they find mm-hmm. out, you know, that it's Starro the Conqueror, and they oh. find out that the U.S. It was actually the U.S. that uh, was using this as like a patsy. And that's mm-hmm. when we find out that, you know, Amanda Waller is trying to cover up this instead of just destroy it because it's a threat. Uh, yeah. So basically, Rip Flag is like, bro, I'm going to tell the press about this. And so here's a great line Waller from did. Rick that I love. I joined the military to serve my country, not be its puppet. Exactly. That, because that we was... haven't really seen that with Flag before. Exactly. Like, it gave him a better character in this. Like, I cared when he died in and then peacemaker's fight. decision peacemaker's decision decision is so in character with him exactly like i felt you know bad that rick flight died but peacemaker i was like oh shit peacemaker means business 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, like he and, is not taking shit, you know, like. And even Peacemaker calls Rick Flagg a hero. He just doesn't want to contradict his morals. Exactly. And he but, knows yeah. what will happen if this goes out to the press. But yeah, so then, basically. Like, the oh, bombs also... go off early for a reason that is explained in the next scene. And that traps. Peacemaker and Rick Flag in a room with the drive that has the information on it. Exactly. And that I, scene was so fucking intense and well shot. For real, it was. And like they do like you were talking about earlier, I think. They were bouncing like they were watching the fight off of the Peacemaker's helmet. Yeah. It was so good, for real. I know. And then like you have like eventually uh Rick has a pipe to uh, Peacemaker's throat and tries to kill him, but then Peacemaker just grabs a piece of, I think it was like a piece of the wall that it came off or something, and he just fucking stabs Rick in the heart, and it shows like the heart piercing and the blood pulsing. I got real Mortal Kombat vibes from that. That's what I told someone else. I said they really pulled a Mortal Kombat x-ray on this man, Rick Flair. For real. (laughs) Dude, like, like holy shit and then you see like John Cena's acting in the scene fucking amazing for real but also in the back the drive slides like and there's like this barrier between the thing and rat catchers over there and she just saw what happened and she takes the drive and runs away uh, yeah. so J- John Cena starts chasing her and then uh, <laughs> imagine uh, getting chased by John Cena <laughs> for real but, but and then, then we like, cut back to how the bombs exploded Q you want to take yeah. this part yeah gotcha so Bloodsport, Harley and Polkadot Man were assigned yeah. to get one of the floors so they go to like <laughs> I forgot which floor but it's like more of an office cubicle type environment and uh, you know Polkadot Man drops the bag of bombs and he goes Oh, fizzle sticks, and then suddenly, oh shit, forgot one more person is with them. Milton. Milton. Power and couple, then... polka dot man, and Milton. Yes. And then so polka dot man drops the bag of bombs, and right when he does so, like just uh, soldiers come in like ju- and just start shooting at them. Exactly. And then polka dot man just absolutely fucking eviscerates two of them. But he accidentally also sets off the bomb with his polka dots. That was in the second one. Like, the second polka dots he throws. Because, remember, they look at the ground, and it turns out they had already shot Milton before polka dot man could kill them. And he's just having a fucking panic attack. Yeah. And then (laughs) Bloodsport's like... Bloodsport's like, hey, uh... (laughs) Any update on the status of those cards? And then and Pokemon Man's like, Milton's dead! <laughs> and then Harley Quinn's just like, who's Milton? <laughs> he was Man's a just... really nice guy. He was helping us out. Wait, Milton was still here? <laughs> Why wasn't he back? Where'd you think he was? I thought he was back with the bus. Why was he here? He was helping us. And then uh, another couple of guys come up, and I think Polka Dot Man then sets yeah, off the explosions. Acts, 
yeah, one of his polka dots accidentally sets off the explosives. Oh, and while this is going on, King Shark has found new friends. Exactly. He's up at the top of the uh, tower, and he's found an aquarium and all these cute-looking fish. Um, like they they kind of look they're... like jellyfish, but yeah, with eyes. But, yeah, they look like something straight out of a fucking Pixar movie. Yeah. Um, and then so... they just start forming the shape of King Shark's reflection. And exactly. he just goes, <laughs> found new <Right>. dumb friends. <laughs> and then he just starts, I love this, like he just starts circling the aquarium, having them follow him. Exactly. He, right. Like I said, he's just a fucking toddler, but a, a, an eight foot tall cannibal. Exactly. Well, not a cannibal. He just eats oh, yeah. human flesh. He's a shark. That's right. Because he's a shark demigod. Exactly. But yeah. But, yeah, so Honestly. when the explosion goes off, like, it, you know, obviously, it causes the top floor to come down, the aquarium. And yeah. that calls for one of the best and most impressive practical effects in this whole movie, which was the flood scene. Yeah, it starts to flood everywhere. And it yeah. was all real water. Like, it was all a real flood. Yeah, and then you have, like, that. then you have fucking a shepherd moment from Modern Warfare 2, and the fish start trying to eat King Shark now that they're free. Exactly. But, yeah, then, but um, Bloodsport, uh, they, they all manage to climb up, but Bloodsport uh, accidentally falls down, like, uh, what, does the debris break or something? He falls yeah, down. Yeah, the floor under him falls, like, three times. Yeah. And then he stops. Bro, for all, right major when... shin splints. Facts. Like, I, I thought he was just going to fucking fall. Nah, this dude's armor is fucking goaded. Yeah, but he falls down to see um, Peacemaker holding a gun at Ratcatcher, threatening to kill her, and she's crying. And uh, what what's what's the rat's name? I keep forgetting its name. Nigel, isn't it? No, the rat. Oh, Sebastian. Sebastian, duh. Sebastian um, is uh, protecting her, like, what he's standing in front of her telling him yeah like, don't shoot her and and peacemaker is like i knew you were a son of a bitch like they just have this one look like you just know mm-hmm. what the hell is about to go down there's no there's no dialogue you just know oh shit. you see the intensity between the characters exactly and and then they just start off with this epic fight scene and uh you know it, it's it's hard to put into words, like just how right. awesome this movie's fight scenes were. I know. All right. So then, Bloodsport, like once he gets down there, they have like kind of a sh- what is it, a showdown, and they yeah. shoot their bullets at the same time with the exact same precision, which is what was stated earlier. They have they both have perfect precision. Yeah, and they think similarly, but. Turns out Bloodsport had smaller bullets. <laughs> the whole time. And then, like, so it shoots. I'm pretty sure, like, Bloodsport's bullet goes through uh, Peacemaker's uh, throat, I think it yeah. is. Or, like, I know it was his neck. The throat. Yeah. And then he just collapses and dies, quotation marks. Uh, so. Then he saves Ratcatcher. They get out. 
Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure I remember how they get out. Yeah, they all just fucking jump. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, then you have uh, King Shark shown to be a badass motherfucker. And so he, he fell right in front of the soldiers. Exactly. And then I was like, nah, my boy's not already dead. Because I low-key forgot he was a demigod. And For real. They just kept shooting him. And dude was just covering his ears and shit. Just like... He said, duck cover and roll. <laughs> and then for like he just goes beast mode and then like he, he just starts eating that dude then he just like starts eating people's brains yeah for real. like that dude that dude's eyes still rolling in his head while he's eating them. i know dude that was just like what the funny fuck shit bro funny shit. and like the way it cuts from that scene too was like so the... good the crunch, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So then we see that Project Starfish, a.k.a. Star of the Conqueror, has been unleashed. And now... And they tore, and they tore the uh, Thinker apart. Yeah. Dude just, like, ripped off half of Thinker's body. For real. And then they smash him against the glass and his body explodes. Like I said before... The gore in this movie, fucking, like, amazing. For real. And sometimes it's even, like, fun. Honestly, I feel like all the gore in this movie was just super fun, just because it was so over-the-top hilarious. Yeah, and it just screams comic book movie. Even though it's a great movie in general, it's just a really good comedy. It it really is. It's a really good action-adventure comedy. And usually Mm -hmm. those words in the same sentence mean something terrible. (laughs) <laughs> this yep. means something good. It means something amazing. For real. And so, Starro starts releasing spores from one of his vaginas. And they Not just... spores, starfishes. Starfish, buttholes. And they start possessing the soldiers. Yeah. And then, suddenly, Starro's like, yeah, I'm gonna just, like, take over the city now. Because, you know, I was kind of lying about me being a victim. <laughs> Although, you know, he kind of was a victim, but at the same time, he's a horrible fucking being. That's just trying to eat everyone and destroy the world. Yeah, and then, so, you have everyone... Oh, yeah. Waller tells them, you gotta get out of there, this isn't our mission now. They can deal with it. And then, in a really good moment that shows their character... They decide to, you know, actually be heroes and turn around like, and try to stop Star. And Waller is about to blow their head up as soon as they're going off mission. But uh, the lady, a lady, what, what's what's the character's name? I forgot the character's name, but, you know, I remember what she looked like. She had blonde yeah. hair and glasses. No, that wasn't her. It was someone else. But anyways, she just grabs a fucking pipe and knocks Amanda Waller out. And everyone's like, oh shit. And they're like, everyone get back to work. Oh, we can't forget the iconic line. Miss Waller, we've got a freaking kaiju up in the shit. <laughs> For real though. Like, man was amazing. Honestly, so, I'm excited to see him in the Peacemaker show. Which same. we may talk about 
next episode. Mm-hmm. But... So here's here's what happens. So Harley looks at the javelin and she's finally like, "Oh, I know what the javelin's for." And she straight up just goes to stab it through the eye of Starro. And that leads to one of the most beautiful scenes in the movie. Like, not only the visuals that are, like, fucking amazing, but the song, like, how it kind of goes into a more light-hearted, whimsical tone. For real. And then you see, like, the fucking rats. Dude, the rats going inside the eye was yeah, disgusting. Yeah, Catcher calls all the rats to start attacking Starro. Bloodsport just starts murdering all the Starro minions. And um, Polka Dot Man uh, starts shooting Starro in the leg with his polka dots, thinking it's his giant mother. And goes, <laughs> I'm a superhero! I'm and a then, motherfucking um, super... Just gets absolutely immediately after that, just destroy. He gets fucking splatted on the pavement. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Polka Dot Man and Milton. They, the now power they couple can, of DC is dead. Now they can make out in heaven. <laughs> but for real though, it, it was sad. Like as soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh shit." I was like, man, he was my second favorite squad member right next to Milton, you know? Exactly. But, dude, like, but he finally got, well, actually, I think at that moment he lost, or he had lost it earlier, his kind of suicidal tendencies, and then yeah. immediately he finally gets what he wanted earlier. Exactly. It's so sad for real. It's funny, though. Like, it's it funny and sad at the same time. It is. And they even... But... It's not like they forget about Pokemon, man. Like, at the end of the scene, you see Ratcatcher holding, like, the cloth from his suit. Exactly. But, yeah, they managed to take down Starro. Oh, and, you and know, then you well... have Starro's final line was something like, I was peaceful looking among the stars. Exactly. And then, like, all the people that uh, Starro had, like, just straight-up collapse. Yeah, I didn't expect them to actually slaughter the civilians. I, I expected exactly. them to be like, well, exactly. we gotta be passive with these ones because they're actual civilians. Nah, Bloodsport just goes full-on with this fucking badass armory. For real. Sorry, there's a dog next door barking if you're you fine. can hear that. Yeah, but... you're fine. Um, yeah, so basically, they, they can, they finish that fight scene, and, you know, it's really epic, it's really awesome, Starro is fucking awesome, uh, basically, Bloodsport takes the drive and says, yo, Waller, I uploaded this to a file, and if I die, the file goes to the press, I want, uh, everyone here to be free, me and my daughter to be free, and, uh, you can't hurt anyone, and Waller's like, god damn it, fine. Yeah. So basically, you know, Bloodsport wins this. Mm-hmm. Uh, with they the get squad, out. they get out of there, and what? What happens next? I, I think that's about it. Oh right? no, no! You see his uh, daughter watching the TV and seeing her father. Oh like, shit! Yeah, you're right. Kicking yeah. ass for real. And then she finally has that moment where she's just like, "That's my father." Yeah. Also, people were saying that Bloodsport is. Deadshot ripoff from the first movie. Look, I get the he fuck? has a daughter. Yeah, 
Like that's and pretty much the only like, connection. He has a daughter and he's black. Like of course, that, those are the Clear two rip-off. things. Of, of course, like those are the two things that make the character the same. No, if you I actually paid any damn attention to the movie, he's a well thought out, interesting character. He has a completely different backstory. And him and his daughter's relationship is completely different than Deadshot's. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing with Zoe Lawton. She's, like, blissfully ignorant. This one just fucking hates her father. Exactly. She's just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, they have an entire scene in the prison where they're just saying, fuck you to each other. Exactly. And it, it's sort of, like, I swear to God, that's how, that's, like, how, um, <laughs> like, me and, uh, like, when I get into an argument with uh, some dudes, that mm-hmm. that's literally just how that's literally just how it always ends. It's yelling like, "fuck you" to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I love the father and daughter dynamic. Also, For how real. like Ratcatcher was like, you know, was a lot like his daughter. You know, they were both about to be sent to Bell fucking Grev for petty theft. Exactly. Also, she kept falling asleep. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and the first I, I thing... I sort of related to that. Same. It, it's a relatable character, to be honest, aside from yeah. the rats and stuff. This movie made me not hate rats, which I thought was impossible. Same. Like, you know. So, anyways. Like, oh, I also want to show you a few set photos from the actor that played Ratcatcher's Instagram. Also, she turned 23 on set when they were filming one of the jungle oh, yeah. scenes. I follow her. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, nice. That was I, nice. Though. Yeah, it all, that clip also kind of shows how great of a guy James Gunn is. Yeah, but honestly, it seemed like everyone on set really enjoyed each other and really liked each other's company. Yeah, like, they had they way better had chemistry. They had way better chemistry than the 2016 cast. Exactly. Like, literally everyone just had fun with it. And that's what made this so, like, infectious and so fun, you know? Yeah, like, you can't... I don't see how you could watch this movie and hate it. Like, just sit down and Well, the Snyder fans did. If you haven't heard, they're tanking the IMDb score with one stars because it's not the air cut. Or it's not directed by Zack Snyder or Chris Nolan. Are you fucking kidding? No. Last night it was on an 8.2 or whatever. This morning, now it's on a 7.8. What the fuck? Like, there's literally like 102 uh, reviews that are basically just saying it's garbage, it's trash, and it's not Snyder. How many of them do you think are alts? Uh, All of them. (laughs) Probably. Yo, for real, that night, like, all the release the air cut people were like, let's band together and get release the air cut trending on Twitter. I checked you know that what? morning, I... 57 million tweets for the Suicide Squad trending. I saw two fucking, I saw two people who unironically said the 2016 version was better. Yeah, there's been love for the 2016 version. I don't see like, how, but apparently you there just is. not like good content? <laughs> yeah. Like, one person I was talking to, their entire reasoning was because the 2016 one had characters they knew well more. Exactly. But Even yeah. though, like, this movie, 
had better characters. They're just less yeah. recognizable. Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of the fun. But real quick, we, we're not devaluing anyone's opinion. You're allowed to think and yeah. say whatever you want as long as it's not hurting anyone and you're allowed to like the 2016 Suicide Squad movie. That's mm-hmm. completely okay and fine and that's great. Like we said, we encourage it's not, appropriate... It's not like I'm going to fucking crucify you for it. Exactly. We encourage appropriate, you know, discussions about film, art, whatever. You know, art takes on its own life. So, honestly, it is completely up to you and your opinion. It is what it is. But, you know, like, we don't share that same opinion and that is completely okay. Here's my thing with, like, if you tell me an opinion I might not agree with, I want you to give me valid reasons. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm more like, okay, that's cool. You know, like I'm more like, yeah. you know, I don't need a reason because you know I didn't really like the thing, so I don't really, you know, or yeah. I liked it, so I don't really want to hear why someone disliked it, or I didn't like it, so I don't really want to hear why someone liked it. You know. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the Suicide Squad. Oh, and they yeah. have two post-credit scenes. Technically, Weasel lives. Weasel was like coughing up fucking water and shit, and he just like he, he kind of just, just crept out into the jungle, bro. He straight up just ran that fuck out. I wouldn't even like, call that shit running. He more of waddled he, for real. Like he he just got out of there without not even like knowing what the hell just was going on. He just got out of there. He just went into the jungle to eat. I more swear to God, I hope Weasel is in Peacemaker. Same. Oh, and speaking of Peacemaker, second post-credit scene was for like... Peacemaker. He survived. Mm-hmm. That's right. Somehow, and they made you think it was Rick Flag because they said it's a wonder how his heart was still beating. And I was like, oh shit! Thank God Rick Flag is alive. And they know? even highlighted the heart. Exactly, that, like so... you know, specifically, yeah. you know, like that's the way he died. And then it turns to John Cena, and you're just like, oh, son of a bitch, but I'm also really excited, you know? Yeah, because it's like, fuck Peacemaker, but Peacemaker's a really great character, and John exactly. Cena plays him perfectly. Exactly. But for like real, you said, honestly... He was made have... to play douchey Captain America. For real. But honestly, we have gone on long enough about gushing about the Suicide Squad. If you Indeed. have not seen it, go... See it for real. It is amazing. It is a fun time. Honestly, if you go in with the mindset that it's, you know, just going to be a fun, great time of a movie, you know, it's just a fun, great movie with some interesting, an interesting style and, you know, it's very creative and fun movie, then just go with it. Don't go in expecting like the next Citizen Kane or the next, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Like just Go expecting... in expecting what it is and what it is is great. Don't give yourself like super high expectations, you know? Because then you're going to be pleased when it beats those expectations. Yeah. But for real, it was but that's a great a, that's time. That's advice I have for any movie. Like, a great time. Don't have time. too high of expectations, but don't let that cloud your judgment. For real. But yeah, now... For those who are just tuning in to, you know, who skipped ahead for the review, once again, Hello. go watch The Suicide Squad so you can listen to the rest of this podcast if you haven't already. Long Andy. Halloween. 
There have been two animated movies recently, but we are not talking about those because I have not seen the second one. Seeing the first one, we may talk about them when I see the second one. Q has seen it. Maybe he'll give his opinion on the um, Instagram for the comic book dudes, which you should go follow, which is also in the description. Indeed. Go follow that if you want updates on when an episode's coming. If we ever do something like a live stream or... You know, updates on any of our content, go follow that. There was also another Comic Book Dudes account, but uh, Q lost all his shit, and now we no longer have access to that account. You see, people, so, here's something you'll notice with me. Inconvenience is just my thing. Exactly. So go follow that brand new, honestly, better account. Because, Why is like it we better? said... Why is it better you're saying? Because the name is Comic Book Dude 69. Exactly. Like, you can't get better than that. Harley Quinn just saying, how many soldiers, how many soldiers uh, did you bring to this island? 69. And then every teenager in the audience just starts giggling. I feel like the irony of it was what made it funny. Yeah. But for real, I'm not even a fan of 69 jokes. For real. Anyways, Long Halloween. Halloween. The most iconic Batman mystery, we'll say, of all Mm -hmm. time. It is rated as one of the best comics. It's up there with, um, you know, it is rated as one of the best comics. Uh, Apparently, The Dark Knight was inspired by it somehow. The Nolan film, The Dark Knight, which a lot With of people like. the Harvey Dent part. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, that story was already kind of there, you know? Like, it's just telling Harvey Dent's origin. Like, mm-hmm. that's not Long Halloween. I do like the Long Halloween. Like, I love the Harvey Dent part of the story. Oh, for real. For real. Everyone loves because Long Halloween. It gives you a good perspective as to how, like, Harvey Dent was before Two-Face. For real. And it kind of makes you feel bad whenever you see Two-Face. Yeah, because he kind of just lost everything. For real. And it has a great mystery, fantastic characters, fantastic illustrations, and it is overall just a great book. Tim Sale, one of my favorite comic book artists. For real. He is my favorite comic book artist. Nice. I love how he draws so dis- disproportionately that it's kind of ridiculous, but also gothic and awesome at the same time. And it, like with that story, it gives you like an uneasy vibe to it. For real. Which is how Gotham is supposed to be. Yeah, but, you know, there's a million reviews on the internet talking about Long Halloween, the movies, the, you know, basically everything in the movies, everything... Uh, you know, in modern Batman, kind of stemmed from Long Halloween, the mm-hmm. stories. You guys want to know something that makes Q more uh, relatable? Like he's an actual human being, not an android that's programmed to say all this stuff. What's that, Q? I'm grabbing me a Pepsi right now. What's good? Oh, damn. Relatable. For real. For real. Relatable, bro. That's right. We're relatable. You like re- relatable people, right? You, you relate to us, right? Me, I'm no lizard man. Oh, are you sure? I don't know. Am uh, I? Uh, if you're not a lizard, this podcast is off. 
I, 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 you, you misled me. Fuck. <laughs> I've been <laughs> but exposed. For but for real, for real. Um, Long Halloween, you know, one of the best comic books of all time. Honestly, what everyone likes about it is the mystery, the story, the illustrations, all of it. Now, a lot of people felt unsatisfied and a bit confused with the ending of Long Halloween. Mm -hmm. Even though it had a follow-up, Dark Victory. And that kind of filled in some of the plot points. And uh, Dark Victory has one of my favorite DC characters, if not my favorite DC character, uh, as one of the highlights, Dick Grayson. For real, for real. But, Which is great. Yeah. But if you still felt unsatisfied with all the little like mysteries that didn't really lead anywhere, kind of just left you, oh, you know, what really was it? That this October, you yeah. should be excited because the long Halloween special is coming out. Uh, it yes, is, sir. Uh, 46 page, 47 page comic book that will be hitting shelves October 12th. I believe. Mm-hmm. So this October, head down to your local comic book shop, go on Comixology, go on, um, you know, wherever yeah. you buy comic books. And I definitely make sure to buy them legally. Don't buy them legally. Shit. Exactly. The artists, even though they're like, you know, the artists still deserve, you know, money for their what work. They're getting. Yeah, exactly. So now what we're going to hear do here today is we're going to speculate on what possibly the, um, you know, what possibly this could do for the long Halloween. Because yeah. the ending kind of made it seem like it was Harvey, um, Alberto, and Gilda. It could be yeah. any one of them who was the actual holiday killer. We don't or it could have been all three. Like exactly. it was Alberto and Gilda. Exactly. So it, we have no idea. So that's one of my like, favorite things about the comic. Actually, is it leaves you in kind of a mystery. But I guess yeah. other people don't like that. <laughs> I honestly felt like it was a bit unsatisfying, to be honest, because I was Fair like, enough. "Oh shit! All this shit is coming together." You know, like every single piece of the puzzle already started to make sense, and then that one final piece, one final piece, like was missing. Yeah. Like when you complete a puzzle and that one piece is missing in the middle of it, that ruins the whole puzzle, you know? Yeah. But over, like I said, overall, it's a great book. If you haven't read it and you're listening to this podcast, what are you doing? Like, this is the comic book dudes. That's the most <laughs> famous comic of all time. Read it. But for real. What do you think this is going to touch on besides, you know, it's pretty clear it's going to touch on, like, the Gilda, Alberto, and Harvey stuff. What else Calendar do you think man. it could possibly touch on? Calendar Man. Calendar Man. Yeah, because, like, it's pretty much implied that he knew who it was. Yeah, but, you know, how, though? Like, That's up to them. That's, how, that's up to how they explain it. I yeah, think, but, you know, it could we're possibly... speculating right now. Yeah, I think it could possibly be like, you know, kind of what I really like it when stories do this, but like him going into the mind of another serial killer and just like kind of doing his own detective work in his own cell. Like, what if, hear me out, 
what if like all of the calendar things like behind them were his notes? People oh, just didn't think to check them. That that'd be interesting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, notoriously the Arkham guards suck. Yeah, so of course, dude, and they're corrupt as shit. Yeah, for real. Like you have people reading... like Lyle Bolton. For real, for real. If you have been reading the recent, the well, the new Batman run that's coming out every week by James Tinian the Fourth or Tinian and um, what's the artist names? Uh, sorry, I'm blanking on the artist. Anyway, basically, they uh, an event called A Day happened, and if you really like that kind of storyline, where um, George Ramirez. That's who the artist is. If you like the storylines oh. about Arkham and like the corrupt, you know, people there, I really you love may those. like this new arc that's happening right now, Fear State. I love those Arkham stories like Joker's Asylum, Arkham Asylum, Hell on Earth. For real. But yeah. What's the other one? A Serious House on Serious Earth? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, those are great. For like, real. Especially Joker's Asylum, because it fleshes is, out so many good characters. Is is the one by Morrison a serious place on a serious earth? I think so. Yeah, that one, I love... I think the art in that one is crazy, man. I love... Or right, so I think maybe my favorite Joker's Asylum issue... This is probably going to be controversial, maybe, but uh, Penguin. For real? Yeah. Because he's one of my favorite Batman villains because he's so fucking interesting. <laughs> Damn, I did not pe- peg you for a penguin guy. For real. Yeah. he He's just a great character. I like the, you know, freak-ish aspect, but he's not even that obscure in appearance like most yeah. of the time. He's just short with a very pointy-ass nose. Yeah, for But real. then it shows how cruel children can be and how that can change someone. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, honestly, what Penguin wasn't really in Long Halloween, was he? Like he was just in it for a little bit. Nope, wasn't really in it. He was in Dark Victory. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Penguin was really just in it for that final fight. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's weird. Like... How do you show up then? How do you get there? Because I'm pretty sure didn't they break everyone out of Arkham? No, that was in uh, that was in Dark Victory. Oh yeah, hmm. I actually don't know. Huh. Hmm. But yeah, basically, um, what oh, I think they're going to do with tied. this issue, I'd like to see. Uh, if you remember the wars of jokes and the war of jokes and riddles, mm-hmm. I'd like to see that kind of story where they kind of look back at it. But from yeah. like Bruce and Selena, like looking back at it, I kind of like that kind of format. I thought it was cool. I love War of Jokes and Riddles for one reason. Like, I, there's a lot of good things about it, but Kite Man. Hell yeah. That's the appropriate reaction. Now, exactly. Bro, why was Kite Man and Condiment King not in the Suicide Squad? Have you seen the comicbook.com thing? With like the condiment king, they shit oh, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, bro, for real. Oh, that that had me laughing. For real. same, fucking amazing cosplay, flawless. James Gunn gets cold on not inviting. If you don't know, James Gunn, 
uh, was doing interviews with uh, Comic Book News and uh, one of their, what, reporters? What are they? Journal- not journalists. Interviewers, uh, isn't it? Interviewers? Sure. One of their interviewers cosplayed as um, Condiment, Condiment King. King. And acted like him the whole entire interview. And it was really funny. And it had a, like, dude had a lisp and everything. For real. But yeah, definitely Fuck. go check that interview out. Yeah, um, it's great. But yeah, um, for real, honestly, I feel like, like I said, with that issue, I feel like maybe they could do that with like all the plot holes. I hope they just don't do that with like the whole entire long Halloween story. So they make it like a quick synopsis of it. But I yeah. hope they do it with like all the plot holes, you know, all the places you know, kind of you were yeah. like, oh shit, what happened, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, don't make it a recap of the story like uh, a certain DC movie that released, putting movie in quotation marks. Cough, cough, death in the family. Cough, cough. For real. I'm still mad that they scammed me. QB <laughs> salty about it, though. For real. Man, I, I never I even got that shit DVD. on Blu ray. I saw huh? the Blu-ray at Target for like twelve bucks, and I was tempted to buy it, but I decided not to. Ah, uh, see, some of the endings look really interesting for it, but we didn't get to see it because it wasn't on digital. Yeah, and the digital—they didn't even think to like tell us, you know, the oh, digital sure, version isn't the interactive. In the print. It was just like, you know, like the little uh, lettering yeah. at the bottom. They scammed yeah. you, bro. Like, but for dude. if and, you don't know, uh, it's been a year now, so I feel like we have to fill people in. Hugh got mm-hmm. scammed. He bought the Death in the Family movie on iTunes. There was a lot of hype for that last year, and it turned out it was just like a bunch of shorts. When yeah, with a it was recap, interactive thing. Yeah, with a recap of Under the Red Hood, literally just Under the Red Hood. Uh, but Batman is telling the entire story to Superman. And it's like, what, five minutes long? For real. And they don't even tell you that it, it's the interactive part isn't in the digital version. Because in the trailer, it's like, yeah, we got this cool-ass interactive movie with multiple endings. And then it, it ends with on Blu-ray and digital. So you would think that the same version is on digital. What the fuck? Exactly. So, yeah, we were originally going to review it, but then we decided not to because... Neither of us could do it because, you know. Yeah, because we really haven't seen the entire movie or how it was intended to be viewed. But, yeah. Also, uh, know what? Maybe in the book, they would tell us where the peng- how the Penguin got involved in Long Island. Hopefully. Dude, That'd be cool. Because like, I must be blanking out on something because I don't remember how he did. I swear, I think there was one chapter with Penguin. I don't think there was. You sure? Yeah, was Mr. Remember. Freeze in Long Halloween? Or Doc, he was in or Dark, Dark Victory. Mr. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember Mr. Freeze because I remember the panel where Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze, like the plants and the ice. And I really like that panel. Same. Some great Tim Sale art. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, but you know, one thing Mr. Freeze was missing? Ice puns. For real. For real. One day we need. Have we not reviewed Batman and Robin yet? I don't think we have. One episode on this season, we have to review it because we watched it together, and holy fuck, 
I have two words to describe it. Lip condoms. <laughs> we need we need lip condoms for real. That that <laughs> they invented they invented a new product. Yes, dude. It's like Bruh. if you want your virginity shield and to stay pure, wear lip condoms. <laughs> For real, for real. I'm not kissing a woman with my bare lips. Or a man. Yes. Dude, imagine... We're all inclusive here about lip condoms. Yes. <laughs> dude, dude, imagine, like, you go in to, like, kiss someone, and they're just like, hold on, I gotta put on my lip condoms. <laughs> <laughs> my rubber lips. But for real, for real. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. I hope but, I I was kind of, when there originally was rumors I think floating around about uh Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb coming together to do another book and I think it the rumor was for like another like it would be a trilogy like another graphic novel. Oh and shit. I and when they revealed that I was like oh shit it's another you know another Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb thing and then I click on it and I was kind of disappointed but also kind of happy yeah. because yeah. Yeah because I love the story. Yeah. And also and that really day, didn't have know what huh? next episode I think we should do, and it's huh. for everyone out there. Uh, K- Batman the Caped Crusader. True. Yeah. Same day that all that shit was revealed, Batman the Caped Crusader was revealed. Now, mm-hmm. Q, I think we're finished. Episode one of season two, ladies and gentlemen. I First think we've episode broken, of we've, season we two. We definitely. We definitely broke our record for one runtime with the first episode of season two, which tells you a lot. For real. We, we, we only had two topics. Now, basically, it was an hour of us gushing about how great the Suicide Squad. And for a final time, for like the 50th time, 50th time, go mm-hmm. watch the Suicide Squad. Go Please. read Long Halloween. Read the source material. Come up with your own opinion. Do not take ours. You know, this is art. This is what someone made. Do not take our opinion and spread it anywhere else. Unless we are not the opinion with us. Exactly. We are just two guys who like talking about comic books, talking about movies. And, you know, if you like to listen to us, please follow us. Follow us on Instagram. You can join our Discord down below. Uh, We do movie nights there. We are, well, until recently, it's been pretty dead, but we've been getting more active the past couple of weeks. And, you know, so... Please come by, enjoy. You know, hope you have a way. great rest of your day. Great rest, great hey, rest of your. Before week. you end it, I need to tell the viewers at home something. Um, all of you, PSA. All of you need to go DM Chris O'Donnell and ask ask if he has some spare lip condoms. Do it for real. Do it. All right, like, I'm gonna have to put a disclaimer here saying, "Do not harass Chris O'Donnell." Thanks, <laughs> Q. <laughs> no problem. All right, but for real, fine, um, fine, fine. Don't harass him. But Branson, I'm just him, kidding. No, just ask him politely. Do not harass yeah. him. No, ask the actor who plays Nightwing in Titans politely if he's gonna have lip condoms in season three. If we, but yeah, honestly, um. Like we said, follow us on Instagram, join our Discord. We take suggestions on both. If you want to hear us talk about something, uh, 
we're, we're kind of trying to figure out how to restructure the podcast right now because before yeah, yep. it was kind of just like a mix of like, oh, it's news, but also we're reviewing like old comics. So we may do another show just like on YouTube or something about news that really, you know, we got to talk about it. But I, I think that the podcast is back on and, you know, we're going to try and get more steadily uploading. We don't, we can't, you know, we can't stick to anything right now, but, um, you know, we are well, back. We we'll call it dead. CBD news. Exactly. We'll get a lot of stoners. <laughs> but for real, for real, have a great day. You know, go watch the Suicide Squad. Go read Long Halloween. Go read comic books, watch movies, do whatever. Spend your day, you know, doing something creative, doing something fun. Go touch grass. <laughs> All right. But for real, thank you for listening. We'll see you later.